This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick, what's going on? Hey, John, it's like, it's going, it's going fine right now. It's like, things are just like, okay, and all as far as things to be concerned, but hey, it's like, I finally got my copy of, like, East and West Volume 10, but I'm not doing it tonight. Oh, all right. So what <laughs> yeah. will you be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like, if I had known that it was going to arrive when it did, it's like, then I probably would have done it tonight, but because it didn't, I'd, I'd focus myself on doing something else instead. And that is um, talking about, um, like, one one of the best series from one of my favorite creative teams, and that is by, that is Criminal by um, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I mean, these guys have been doing, like, incredible work, like, for, on the series for over a decade now. Not thoroughly regularly to be honest because when they first started doing it over at a marvel's icon imprint you know it's like it ran for 10 issues the first issue the first volume ran for 10 issues and then the second volume ran for seven issues and then they started they did a couple of um they did two like um series of mini series before you know the series ran fallow after they did after they moved over to image and they did like two um 10th anniversary um, one shots, and then the uh, then this twelve issue run that um, long that um, regular readers will know that hey it's like I was wondering like hey you know like oh man I'm so thrilled that like like Brubaker and Phillips are doing Criminal again, only like wait when is this gonna be collected because this current twelve issue run of Criminal had a interesting collected schedule for it because um, two issues issues two and three. Um, like we're collected as Bad Weekend, and and you'll know that I picked that as one of my favorite um, like um, comics of last year. And the expand the expanded edition that ran in the uh, it's like that that they collected in the uh, in like in the hard in the card hard, hardcover version. But then I was wondering, well, okay, you've collected two issues of this of this run, but so when when are the rest going to be collected, huh? Well, it turns out that. Um, they that um this uh like this this like current criminal run was going was going to be collected in like in a big edition it's like one that uh like like a night like a nine issue wait not, not an issue it's like wait wait um no wait yeah nine nine issues god damn it um nine issues of uh, like collected issues one and then um five through twelve called a cruel summer but that was also called the uh like um summer of 88 also called the last days of teague lawless because um this this um like this big volume of criminal even though it's not called criminal volume eight it basically is criminal volume eight brubaker admits as much in his afterward it's kind of like the uh, it's a volume that basically kind of um turns the series into like story into like a kind of like a full circle um because even though like the uh like the story of criminal isn't like a a serialized isn't one big story it's like cruel summer basically just lets you know like hey this is kind of like how like like it basically fills you on like a lot of key stuff that has been only hinted at like in the previous volumes and and as it began like you know like there wasn't a lot of like um, real crime oriented fiction in comics. And so kind of like the series kind of like, stood out 
like for that at the beginning at the beginning of it. And um, and I do want to like talk about this a lot of the previous ones in in brief because before I get into Cruel Summer like in depth because you know it's like hey I've written about like most of these volumes and they've been like a ton of fun. It's like and um it's like and they're just they just been like really they just but they've kind of like, like solidified like you know why I think like Brubaker and Phillips are one of like the best um like teams in comics. How you can trust anything that comes to them, whether it be like superheroes like superhero stories, like um like um retro noir it's like or it's like you know like stories about like um vigil like um like a vigilante fiction like with um killer be killed it's like these like just about anything that comes from these these guys you can trust and it's why I'm very much looking forward to their next um their their next um like production um the series of original graphic novels featuring um Ethan Reckless like called um Reckless it's like and the first one set to hit um then like this December so I am so there for it and you should be too but as far as like you know like why like you know this you should be excited about this well let's look back back about criminal it's like like real quick because the first volume was called coward it was about um this this guy leo patterson who was like never like the the bravest criminal he was always a guy who knew how to get out as soon as like as soon as he, like things looked like they were going bad and um it's like and when he's when he's like joled into i'm working with this like with this cop and this one of the criminal like this like to uh like to get back some stolen stolen evidence it's like he figures like you know okay i've got to find some way to get out of this it's like he knows he knows that they're going to screw them but he just can't figure out you know how they're going to screw them and when they're going that's going to happen so when it does happen well it's like the reasons are just kind of unexpected and um it's like it's like and you're just kind of left wondering like you know how how he's how is he going to get out of this because leo's kind of like an interesting character in the sense that you know like like i said he's he's kind of a coward it's like he just he's, he, he's captain careful he wants to figure out how, like, how do i get out of this situation more than just you know how do i um it's like it's like how am i going to uh like you know i'm gonna you know get revenge against these guys that's 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 just how his character is established but um the problem with the story is that um it's like even after, like, it tells you that like, this is how his character is, what kind of like shows you just like how he just kind of how he kind of like breaks from it, like as like as as the story goes on. In fact, the climax is all about him just like breaking all those rules, which is kind of weird for a character who you know we've only we we only just gotten to know like four issues ago. Like that's you kind of like figure like hey, if you're gonna like, have a character like you was gonna kind of like, break all of his rules. You know, this is going to happen, happen towards, like, the end of this run rather than just, like, the very beginning. There you go. But there's also a lot of, like, criminal mythologists established here because we hear about how, um, like, about how, like, about how um, Leo, like, knew, the, like, knew the, the Lawless family. It's like how um, he, how is this, like, un- this uncle who was, like, a master pick- pickpocket who was also addic- addicted to heroin, how his dad um, died. It's like died in prison. It's like how um, Leo killed um, Teague Lawless, like this guy who was like talked about as being like a uh, like like this like master like master vicious criminal. And thinking like, huh? This is, I mean, there's there's some good good world building like in this first volume, 
even as it kind of like, you know, kind of breaks its own rules at the end. But then you get to the uh, second volume, which is called Lawless. And this is all about um, Tracy Lawless, who um, is a, who is a mem- who is like the son of, who is the son of Teague. And um, he, it's like, it's like, and this, and the Lawless family is kind of like, if the Colonel like series does have a, uh, like have a through line for it. It is for the lawless family. Just how, um, how Teague like in, implanted, like knowingly or not implanted his own values, in, like on, like on his, both of his sons and how they, um, like how they, and how they, um, carried them out. It's like, like over the years. Cause, cause with Tracy, Tracy, um, wound up in a, pl- in a place where he was forced to choose between going to the military or like, going to jail. He chose the military, and um, but the thing is, like his younger brother um, Ricky um, was young enough to be um, shoved into juvie, and um, so he wound up like going, like going to juvie, like and dealing with things like on in his own way there. But at the start of the story, um, Ricky is dead, and Tracy is um, is deserting the military, trying to find out just what happened um, to like to his younger brother. What so you. And you kind of figure, okay, it's like, you know, he's like, here's this kind of guy. Like, I mean, he's, he doesn't have like, like the strongest moral code, but he's got, but he's got like a sense of purpose. He's got, he's got a sense of like obligation to do right, um, you know, by his family and by, by those who are important to him. But the thing is like, and what makes Lawless one of the better criminal volumes is the fact that, you know, once um, Tracy finds out, you know, what happened to, to Ricky, well, it's not what you're expecting. It's like, in fact, like there, like any kind of righteous anger that you know, Tracy may have had, like to, like you know, like the death of his brother. Well, you find out that you know Ricky kind of may have brought this on himself more than more than anything else. And um, and at the end of it, um, Tracy kind of finds himself, you know, locked into um, the kind of like the kind of situation that his dad was back in the day, working for this um, mob boss and Sebastian Hyde. So, so yeah, it's like the second volume, it's like, do, like, it, like does, um, like, is an improvement over the, over the first one. And it kind of like provides a through line for the, uh, for the series about, you know, being about the lawless family. That's continued in the third volume, the dead and the dying, which is an interesting story. It says that it's like, it's a collection of three issues. Which, you know, it's like, hey, I was kind of surprised. Like, hey, three issues for twelve bucks? My God! It's like, this is cut. you're trying to rip me off here. But no, it's like these three issues are very solid. In fact, they're actually kind of like a, like a, a heist in reverse, since like you kind of find you're tell, you're told about these three issues focus on three different characters. Like, there's gnarly, the um, boxer turned um, uh, tr- like turned manager of the um, bar Undertow. Which um, which um, which is uh, featured prominently in the uh, two, first first two volumes, and he and you find out just like how he um, like like how he wound up being um, like how, like going from like you know boxer to bar to bar manager, and how his and his relationship with Sebastian Hyde, and how this was, and like the uh, the racial politics that came to play like in in that it's like in that regard because um, gnarly is black, Sebastian is white. And um, while they grew up together, like you know, as good friends, it's like things um, tried to set them against each other, like as 
it's like, like as the decades rolled on. And that's only the first story, because the second story involves um, Teague Lawless himself. Like, we finally get to uh, find out, like, all about, you know, like, like who is this guy that, you know, casts a shadow over the first two volumes. And it's like, he's a, he's a, he's a I mean, the guy's as vicious and uh, as heckly as you should, as you could expect. But what I um, was surprised to realize upon re- rereading this um, story was the fact about how much was about how much um, Brubaker lays um, like lays at um, at, at um, like uh, Teague's um, service in Vietnam as being like responsible for like how like how like like his nature. It's like I was just kind of like thinking like that's kind of, that is almost kind of a cop out really. I mean, just saying that you know no. Teague's not really wasn't really that bad before he went to Vietnam. When everything we've heard about him up to this point kind of implies that, yeah, he was kind of a giant bastard before he went to Vietnam. But that's that's what the story is trying to tell us here. Even though it's like it just it does do it do a job of like of um of showing us just how like how ruthless it's like and um calculating calculating he can be. It's like and then the uh, final um. Final volume shows, like um, it's like shows about the uh, it's like about the woman who um, it's like who, who like who influenced um, who came between like um Sebastian and T and Gnarly, it's like and like how she and how her um how like how she was treated by them, it's like kind of set up the whole, it's like like the whole arc before before them, it's like it's a good, it's a good, it's like it's a good um it's a good volume. But um, it's also kind of like uh, it's also just like um, like kind of a, kind of a downer, but not really like a downer in an interesting way. Well, it's I guess it is a downer, but it's like it's still kind of interesting in, in in its own terms. There, there you go. But then you get um, the next next volume, Bad Night, which focuses on um, Jacob Kurtz, a guy who was um, introduced to us in Lawless as a um, as, as a crippled forger. And like a former and a friend of the of um, Tracy, and also more of his um, like his younger brother Ricky, and um, Jacob, and we find out that um, Jacob, while well, he's his day job is working on a uh, a comic strip called called Frank Kafka, but a uh, it's like about a cop who just makes all the wrong turns. Well, it's like when he's um, when um, Jacob like finds himself um, like he be like. Um, Entangled by this, um, by this one girl and her abusive, her abusive criminal boyfriend, it's like he figures, like, okay, it's like I just gotta like do what they say, and um, like they'll just go away. But no, that's not the case because it turns out that um, they've got um, that the girl at least has ties to um, some to to one of Jacob's. Um, it's like like um, darker episodes in the, it's like in his past, like to uh like how he was how, after he was how he's institutionalized after the quote-unquote disappearance of his wife it's like and also just how like that how that episode is like it's like brought back it's like is brought back to the for, to the forefront it's like and it's like it's it's a very it's like it, it's a good comp- complicated yarn that probably tries to kind of a bit too much into its um into its final issue as we find out exactly how, um, how, it's like how the girl like um, it connects to uh, like 
to like um to Jacob's present to present to his present day, and also how the uh, like the cop that has been hounding him for years, like um like why he's um like so bent out of shape about him, and also just how um Frank Kafka figures into into Jacob's um, mind as well. It's like it's it's like it's good stuff, maybe a bit overstuffed overstuffed at the end though. And then we get um let's see volume. The volume five, the sinners, which brings us back to Tracy Lawless, because after he was, um, after, like after Lawless saw him, like working for, um, like forced to working for Sebastian Hyde, well now he's, um, but like, and he's like you know resigned to his fate, but he's also just like determined to like, hey, I'm gonna like, like determine like whether or not the guys I'm like forced to kill, it's like are like you know actually bad people, it's like so he's just kind of like, you know being like, just um. Just being, just working and being on like a giant ass to everyone he who's like um, who, who is um he comes in, into contact with, whether it be like Sebastian or be Sebastian's um like daughter who he's like you know forced to keep in the straight and narrow, or Sebastian's wife who he's porking on the side, which well that that will become relevant to the main plot plot as well. But um, but Tracy is basically forced to figure out how am I going to like who's killing all of um like all these like um, made men. It's like, and why are they doing it in the first place? It's a, it's a good salt, it's a good solid story that you know, that that shows us like you know, even though it has Tracy has a has like a more has a moral code to him, like to his actions, he's really not good at um, making it work, like you know, like for himself in terms of you know keeping him out of trouble or keeping people from like you know beating his ass because like they think that he's the bad guy as well, but um. The Sinners is still like a very solid story. One of the like very like um like one of the best of cr- criminals run. It's like and it's like it's also kind of like an interesting endpoint because this is arguably like the story that takes place like further and furthest in the timeline as far as as far as things go. And um, even though like things kind of like end, you would think things end kind of badly for Tracy, but I think that you know hey. You know, like he kind of realizes that you know, in order to escape the uh, cycle of destruction that his family has set for him, what what he does at the end of the volume, this is probably like his best way to escape it, and oh, I can I can kind of appreciate that, and you know what, look, if um we never see Tracy again in in Criminal, I'd be fine with that because that would just mean that hey, you know, like he 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 got out. I mean, he may have got out badly. But he got out, nonetheless. There you go. But um, the uh, the volume that followed it is one of the uh, more in- interesting volumes. This is called "The Last of the Innocent." It's like, and it's about um, this guy Riley Richards, who um, it's like he's got like a uh, he seems to have it all. He's got like a uh, he's got a hot rich wife. It's like he's it's like and, and he's got like um like good. And he's able to, you know, like skip out on town, like gamble whenever he wants. It's like, and I'll meet up with the old friends back in town. But um, then he realizes that, hey, you know, it's like I loved it back when I, when I was, when I had, like, when I was a young kid, and I just had all my um, old friends from, from, like, like from my from my high school days. Like, you know, what can I do to get it back? And then he realizes, I know exactly what I have to do. I have to kill my wife. And you think that okay, well, what's he gonna do to do that? Well, it's like killing his wife is the easy part. Getting away with it, well, that's the hard part. 
but it's also not the impossible part. Because um, one of the other things about this series, and this is like something that's been that's been something like a, like a of like a in, interest for uh, for Brew Baker in his like in his comics is like hey he's kind of also obsessed with like Archie as well you know it's like Archie you know like um, the guy who's always obsessed with Betty and Veronica got the best friend Jughead who loves to eat hamburgers yeah Last of the Innocent is basically like the, like the dark version of Archie it's like it's basically weapons when Archie weapons when Archie marries marries Veronica realizes that he realizes that he screws up screwed up and wants to um like get out of it so we can um start start banging um Betty instead so it and um this is the and it's like it's so it's basically all about this like like it's all about a story about how this one this one guy can get away with it and I think that you know the more you're familiar with Archie like, the more you'll be able to get get out of it but the last of the answer is also um, interesting because it's it's probably like the one of the rare exceptions of the criminal story about what happens to its main protagonist. I don't want to like give it away because because um, uh, like I think this like the story is worth um, experiencing for yourself. But it's also um, but it's also like um, worth reading because it's like because of its connections to the to like the overall like uh, main story of criminal as well because. Um, like Sebastian Hyde makes makes cameo as well. Oh, and Teague Lawless shows up as well. It's kind of a it's kind of like the scuzziest um, um, John, version of John Constantine as well. Just like telling just telling Riley, hey, you know, like, I know what's going on. It's like I know what you what's like how things are going bad for you. So it's, it's kind of so it's kind of funny in the, that regard as well. But less the innocent is like is overall just like the good good example. Good example, good volume of the series, and how like the series can like you know like morph its style as well. In fact, like I do want to say that you know it's like at this point I've gone so long about talking about like you know the overall writing, the plotting of the series, but the art is um is still fantastic as well because I mean, like everyone's probably um it's like heard me like talk before about how how I love Sean Phillips. I mean Phillips. Like is one of my favorite artists because he is a guy who's like more likely to draw um, a series that that I'm interested in, like um, more than any more than any other artist. It's like if Phillips is a test of the series, and I can I can like pick it up and go, hey, you know what? This is probably going to read as well as it looks. And um, Phillips does um, does gritty gritty and dark really well. It's like he does he's expressive as well. I mean he's like he he toiled in the vertigo trenches for years and he he's still i think the best artist that hellblazer ever had because just because like he is good at um at drawing um otherworldly stuff as as he is um like drawing like characters who are expressive like like in whatever action actions they do i mean even though colonel is thoroughly grounded it's like like in the real um phillips um like still so those characters who I can ex- who are fully expressive of the actions that like they, that, they're, that they're dealing with and also that um, oh, it's like it's like and also just like just a little bit just a little bit unreal or they have this, like this like this potential to them like they're just they just like these characters just like antsy like knowing that at one at any second like the bad guys are gonna like, the cops are gonna come come and get them at any second or that the plan is going to fall apart and they've got to move. It's like, like um, that, 
like that anticipation is like is key like is key to the series as well and phillips just like nails it every single time especially in the uh like the two like the two issue collection that is volume seven wrong time wrong place this these were the two issues that were done like for um criminals like um 10th anniversary and at first i thought oh god damn it i got to buy like these two issues like just to uh like, um like read like um read them but then um they they um they published them as like one volume and that was and that was great and um the thing is like this is also another story of the lawless family the first issue um basically shows you shows what happened to teague when he was um it's like when he was like stuck in pri- he was doing a stint in prison it's like after after pulling a uh, pulling a job but not because he didn't get caught because he pulled the job he got caught because he um got in a bar fight and then was um pulled in by the cops and was popped on a bench warrant so so T figures okay well I just gotta do my stint and like that that'll be it but then then they then he finds out that oh like uh, it turns out that someone has it in for him while he's in prison and also um like Sebastian Hyde he's not happy that that T got popped like as well so so T has to figure out how do I survive in prison it's like when just want everyone's gunning for me. Oh, and also at the same time, well, he's also got all these representations of like, um, I have Airshats Conan bringing around in his, in his brain as well. Cause that's what these, these uh, stories are. They're also kind of like homages to, um, like seventies, like, like seventies Marvel stories as well. It's Conan, specifically Conan and also, um, werewolf by night, like in the sense that, that you got, um, uh, it's like, what was this? Like what was this guy Ragnar, um, Zagnar the Savage, and also um, Fang the Kung Fu Werewolf. So it allows um, like Phillips to um, like do some like do some really effective like um, fantasy like fantasy action homages. And also I'm frankly to mention that like, also in the last of the Innocent he does some like really uh, like um, good like uh, homages to like art or like um, Archie style that are just like you wondering hey if you wonder like if um, what what would an R-rated Archie uh, comic like? Well, Phillips has your back in that, like in that story. But um, with, with the first story, it's all about like Teague, um, just trying to use his, his wits and his ruthlessness to survive in prison, and it's a very solid story on like on that alone. Then the second um, story is basically what happens when um, it's like when Tracy is basically press ganged, well Tracy as like he's like. 12 now it's like is press ganged into um acting as teague's um getaway driver for this um job where he's like trying to find out like hey this guy is um like this guy like um this guy has disappeared and like, i've got to and i tease f out know where he is and like tracy has got to act as a getaway driver problem is that um teague is like a complete psychopath and he's Oh man! It's like he's just willing to kill anyone who's like not part of the plan, and so when Tracy like makes friends with this one girl, like who's like like who who befriends him when like um when Teague is just like running off doing quote unquote research, it's like well he's got to figure out you know, what how do I how do I deal with this? So these are both very solid solid stories that you know it's like I would have liked to have seen more of, but you know it's like the fact that like they were like just long enough to like make one solid volume. That was like, I was very happy about, about this. And um, 
Same goes for um, their OGN. Um, My heroes have always been junkies, which um, was I mean, it was like builds the first. It's the first like original graphic novel from Brubaker and Phillips. Like, oh yeah, I'm totally there for that. And then um, when I get this, I see, oh, it's a criminal novella, huh? So what's this? What's this all about? And it's all this girl named Ellie, who um, is always um, at, who's always been drawn to like drug addiction, like um, drug addicts, and how she's in a uh, like in a rehab facility, and she's like in order to get close to this one guy. Well, I mean, you think like, okay, this is probably gonna like end in tears and all. Not for the reasons that it is, because, well, it's like you probably read, you could probably read this without having read any other criminal volume and gotten some enjoyment out of it. But if you've read all the story, all the volumes up to this point, you realize, oh shit, this is probably one of the most like continuity heavy criminal volumes as well. Because once you realize who Ellie really is because this isn't her first appearance in the series you'll be kind of like whoa man it's like like i mean i don't think Brubaker like specifically um set up the series to tell the story but he was able like to uh leverage the series continuity like to um it's like to uh like pay off more if you've read like if you've read this so either way it's like like if you haven't if you haven't read any criminal it's still a good story. If you have a criminal, it's like, it's even better. It's like, it's so good. Same goes for, um, bad weekend, which is all about Jacob Kurtz, uh, escorting, um, one of his, um, comic, his, um, his former employer and com- one of his comic idols, Archie Lewis to, um, comic con. And I'm um, finding out that, Oh, well, it turns out Archie has, um, other like more specific reasons for going to, um, comic con. And it turns out that, that he's just like turns out he's he's lost something. He wants to get it back, and he and the reason he asked that um, Archie, uh, that, that, that sorry that Archie asked Jacob to um, help him out here. Well, it's like it turns out because because Jacob knows um, likes of criminal people, including criminal guys like Ricky Lawless, who are willing to um, like take any risk, no matter how crazy or. Like or or stupid they are, so so yeah that I mean that's kind of like sums up why I liked um uh, it's like Bad Weekend as much as I did because it was just like a it's a good it's a good story that basically like tells you that um like the uh, comic comic industry has like had lots of lots of criminal um, people in its past criminal like criminal actions in its past and just like how these like characters like you know. Fo- like um, play into its history. It's like, and I think it, I think it worked really well. It's like, and it's like, and I would love to see more. It's like of this, like of like of these characters is like, it's like in the future. But you know, it's probably not to be because the culmination of Criminal lies in Cruel Summer. This this um this not volume eight starts off with a with a one with a one-off about um, Teague Lawless and um, how he went, how, um, how, well, it's just about Ricky Lawless and uh, how he, tr- how he's trying to um, find a way to make bail by sealing this, this diamond necklace from a, from a former pro wrestler. It goes badly. And, and as a result, um, even though Teague is bailed out, 
he finds himself even further in the hole for making up for um, his son's transgressions. But um, make up for his son's transgressions, he does because as we because because even though like he finds finds a way out of it, well, we're told at the very end of the volume stuff we already knew that um, at the end of the summer he's going to be dead. We knew that Teague is going to be dead. Like at the like ever since he show, showed up, because that's what the first volume said that that we know that Leo Patterson killed Teague Lawless. How did that happen? Why did it happen? Why did it have to happen? That is what Cruel Summer is all about. Cruel Summer is a story of um of um how of, um how Leo Patterson. Um, realize that you know the per- like the person who, who he is when he gets behind the gun like is someone who is not not to be trusted. Um, how um, how Ricky Lawless was always going to die, um, even if um, his dad hadn't t- hadn't strangled him to death for for um, for what he did to him. How um, Teague Lawless finally um, fell in love and was able to um, like put his Maybe maybe put his um his most, his most um, violent urges um like to not maybe not to rest but maybe in service of um not um being like like wholly self self destructive but it's also like it's also probably like the most multifaceted criminal criminal story in the sense that it, like eat, that a lot of these issues tell tell us a, a story like um from several like from several different different perspectives from tells us like you know we get the story from we get stories from T's perspective it's like we get stories from it's like it's like from Jane's perspective the girl who falls in love not not necessarily falls in love with T but someone who sees in T someone that um she can maybe like spend like more than just like a weekend or like or a month with or um or Faraday the uh like the detective who, it's like, it's like who, like who feels the need to save people after his, after his own tragic tour tour in Vietnam. It's like, or Ricky. It's like, and we finally find out just what happened to him in juvie. It's like, and just how that kind of like sent him on this like path path of self destruction. It's like that 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 was culminated his death. Like um, that we find out about in volume two. Cruel, like Cruel Summer, is like, it's like, it's definitely like, is a very is easily like the most character driven like of like of the criminals criminal stories. It's like, and it just tells us like so much that we stuff that so much about stuff that we hadn't um, known about these characters, but all the stuff that we about these about these characters that we know, like it makes perfect sense. Such as when um, Leo plans that this this heist. Of a um, of an arcade, and um, it's like and how he thinks that hey, you know, it's like this is like like this is something that is like you know been perfectly perfectly well planned planned out. It's like I know what, and I, I planned out, I found out everything, but I still need Ricky to come along and make it work. And Ricky just like like indulges all the bad aspects of this, and then um, then we find out about how, but how um, how how Leo, when Leo gets behind the gun, he just knows exactly what to do. It's like that's, it's like it's it tells us so much about 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 these characters, and also just tells us like 
like a good solid story about it's like about about a heist. It's like in the uh, like like in the late eighties that they could that um, these characters are going to make that like has a high dollar value and also just you know like you know how um, like how, how like why T. Glawless had to die just how his death was just just made so much sense in the sense that you know it was always going to happen and Ricky was always going to be the the cause of it really it's like cruel summer it's like I mean like more than anything else like I read this I, I read this it's like I um I basically said um I you know fuck I'm buying this for my regular comic book supplier I'm gonna buy this at Amazon even though it's only 10% off oh man it's like the savings but um when I got it I read it and I was like, oh, this is so good. Oh, time to go and reread um, Criminal, Risk of Criminal for the podcast. And I'm rereading um, Coward and I'm like, wow. I mean, I don't, I don't think Brubaker planned this. I think he knew like how, like how these characters, like histories interacted. But rereading Cruel Summer and then going directly into Coward, there's just like so much like stuff that connects here. Like from, just just from the story, like how how Leo Leo's history with with Ricky, um, when you find out that oh he killed Teague, this makes, and um, this this makes sense. I mean, it just 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 like so much of the connects, like from like from volume eight to volume one, that it makes it makes the series a night like cruel summer, like a nice perfect circle with the uh, like with with the series as a whole because you can just you read volumes one through seven and then you read volume not volume eight and then you and you realize oh it all connects i mean but i don't think like i said i don't think rubicker like and phillips planned it this way it's like i think it's just like just knowing like how these characters worked work together there's like their shared histories that it like it worked it's like that it was just like it was kind of faded that it happened this way, and that's kind of why I want wanted to talk about this right now because even though Phillips and Brubaker and Phillips could go back and do like you know Volume Nine like tomorrow, um, it, it's like it's like I think that um like, like the series is still kind of complete like with this volume. It's like it like. I like I said I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed this and I very much looking forward to what, what like anything else they do together, but um criminal it's like yeah this would be kind of it Just, if it if they said it, okay there's no I mean, no criminal after cruel summer you know it's like I I'd be fine with that I I I could be cool I would love to see more I would love to see further stories of the lawless family. But um, even if they'd be probably, they'd probably be really dark and really depressing. But um, I'd still like to see more about it. But, um, oh, in fact, um, one thing that I, I do want to mention is that um, between Bad Weekend and Cruel Summer, only um, 11 issues of, of, of the current criminal, of the re- most recent criminal series are collected. Volume, um, number, issue number four um, is not collected. Like if you want to read issue number four, you're going to buy it yourself through um, your local comic shop or through Comixology, which is what I did through for ninety nine cents. It's a story about Ricky Lawless after the days of Cruel Summer, and um, it's basically about him 
trying to make things right with between him and Leo, um, but because Ricky is the consummate fuck up, um, things go badly, uh, pretty badly. But um, and to be honest, I think that if um, that they could have included that story as an epilogue to Cruel Summer, just to show you that hey, you know, this is what happened to Ricky, like as a result of all this. But they didn't, and you know, I I think that um, I think the story would have been stronger for it. But hey, you know, it's like if you want to go and pick it up, it's only ninety nine cents digitally. So overall, it's like I think like. The uh, I think the criminal series does kind of have it, have its flaws. It's like you know, sometimes the stories like aren't at, like some stories are more immaculately planned out and well told than others. I think the coloring um, is is better in other stories as well. Well, because while the series is is um, it's colored by, colored by Val Staples. Um, it's like eventually um, like like. Betty Brightweiser takes takes over for um, volume seven. Wrong time, wrong wrong place. I think that um, um, Sean Phillips' son Jacob um, does does um, does the best coloring job, like for um, my heroes of the junkies, Bad Weekend, and Cruel Summer, because he understands that you know his dad's, you know his dad's stories are dark. They don't have to be physically dark. So, that, that, I, I, I I can appreciate that. But um, overall, it's like like criminal. It's like like top top of the line stuff, and like it's a very good explanation as to um, it's a very good example of like how um, like Brubaker and Phillips like are are regarded as like one of the best creative teams in comics. And um, Cruel Summer, it's like oh man, it's like it was so glad that I got finally got a chance to read this. Like even though I only got ten percent off, like. Um, Amazon was offering a ten percent off discount when I ordered this. It's like it was still like you know worth just that that paltry discount to read it because like ah, oh, it was so good. Maybe you'll be seeing me talk about this. It's like in the best best of the year. Um, maybe not, but I think definitely maybe, definitely definitely maybe. So uh, I guess John, it's like if you're if you're still awake over there. Um, it's like you got any thoughts about you know all this like criminal it's like activity and whatnot? Hmm. Um. So you say it's a recommend? A- absolutely. All right. Cool. So and it is available, like you said, on Comixology at the very least, right? Yeah. In fact, see, there have been um, three deluxe editions released. If you want to re- read the uh, existing volumes in hard in hardcover. But um, it's like my heroes have always been junkies and bed weekend are are, are in graphic no- OGN only. Same goes for um, um, Cruel Summer as well. Hmm. All right. So do you know what you're going to talk about next time? I think you do. Yes. Finally. Finally <laughs> going to talk about um, East of West because I've, I've finally got all ten volumes. And, well, it's like I, I think I know what my thoughts are about it. I mean... They're not wholly positive, but, you know, we'll see after I reread everything after having gotten volume 10. So there you go. All right. And we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Click. All right. Laters. Bye.